testing. Testing. One, two. I said testing. Well, I'm saying testing two. I said testing first. You say testing one, I'll say testing two. Testing one? Testing two. Have you ever known or not known what to what to word at the start of podcast? Oh my god, we do this every time. If so, you might be having a moderately mediocre Monday. Hello and welcome to, I believe it's episode 12. This is 12. This is 12. Uh, we took a little post in the, the interim, an interim post, and asked you guys to give us some suggestions for what to do. And we found a winner. So a shout out to Peter, Peter. Thanks, for, Peter. For uh, giving us the suggestion of emus. It was difficult. Do you say emu or do you say emu? Emu. Emu. Yeah, me like too. Emu. Like emu. Like emo, but emu. Yeah, emu. The emo within emu. <laughs> oh, I don't like emo emus. They do have fantastic eyeliner, though. Well, I mean, it's the hair for me. Yeah, the hair is pretty scraggly. Stuck up and all over the place. Kind of looks like I just got out of bed. Oh, I wasn't going to go there, but there we are. Um, Yeah, so we are doing... We are doing... We are doing, we are doing. We have... We are shut doing. up. <laughs> I can't help it. I stutter. You stop it. You don't stutter. I do stutter all the time. Go back and listen. Take a drink every time I stutter and you guys are going to be wasted by the end of the episode. Drink responsibly. Speaking of drinks. We don't have a beer today. Cracked Canoe has made us some... That's that's ice clinking. Cracked Canoe has made us some paper planes. We're very thankful. Thank you. Oh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> and yeah, we're here to talk about the, the emus today. The but emus. before that... How you doing? I'm good. Um, everything is in slattered slings here Ooh, today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of moving. By the time this episode comes out, we will be actively moving out of our apartment into our new house. <laughs> You're already actively moving out. Okay, yes. Act- like actively putting things together in boxes, but we will be actively leaving this place to go to a new place. It's sad. It's the end of an era. It is the end of an era. What am I going to do? I Who am I going to visit? Really? I don't know. You're never going to come visit me again. I will. I, I have to because how will we get to do this podcast? Remotely. Yeah, we could do that, but I want to make the room, one of our rooms in the house, like a, a nice, cute little podcast. Oh, I also want to get like a neon sign. Anyways, I can explain this to you off. off, off no, record, no, go on. I want. What's the neon sign? I want it to be like MMP or something or Mod Pod or just wow, something Wow, we're like really that. going all in. Yeah. So like if nice, we do like nice. videos and stuff, we have that in the background. It'd be sick. I like that. That would be fun. That'd be cute. It'd be really cool. I like it. I approve of this message. Not that I have a say, but yeah. You do. You're part of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Shit, I forgot about that. (laughs) But it's your place. Anyway, uh, yeah, good, good, exciting things coming up. Uh, Moving is going on. There's the Moonlight Bazaar happening on Saturday. We're recording this on Friday, so when this comes out to you... It'll already People. been happen. It was great. We saw the moon. There was Mars. Uh, there was dancing. Mars? Yeah, they're doing a big Mars balloon this year. What? Did you not know that? No! I thought we had discussed this. This is not the Mars Bazaar. Oh my god, I love that name. The Mars Bazaar. Bazaar Mars? Bazaars. <gasps> it kind of sounds like Mars Bars. It kind of does. But anyways, I guess it's the Moonlight Bazaar. But yeah, so that will have happened. We're going to be dancing, I guess. Are you going? Yeah, I'm going after. We have. 
That's kind of where I like first officially sort of met you and Logan because I know that I met you guys through the bar but I was wandering through the Moonlight mm. Bazaar last year and you guys both looked rather out of place specifically you oh absolutely and I walked up to you guys and I was like hey what's going on I recognize you guys and you're like yeah it's a lot and I was like yeah it is we need to get out of here yeah that was especially like everybody's kind of like just getting out of the masks phase yep so yep. everyone was kind of like yeah what do we do and then there's other people that are like tarps off completely exactly so and here we are a year later uh yeah, Luna agrees. Luna agrees. I didn't think that was Luna. But yeah, all right. Uh, How are you? We... How are you? I forgot to ask you. All right. So I have brought you a very interesting tale. A tale. Which, which was also suggested to us by Peter. Thank, thank you, Peter. Thank you again. Um, I'm going to be talking to you about the Great Emu War. The Great Emu War. The Great War. Emu War. What, is it, what, what does that involve? Did you happened to stumble across any i absolutely did but i didn't go into anything because i knew that you were going to do this topic which is kind of off brand for us but i mean yeah it is what it is i mean there's only so much you can do with a topic of emu there's so much you can do with a moderate mediocre amount of effort that's us uh in future we're probably going to take two suggestions Mm. (laughs) one for each of us this is a learning curve this is is season two of this is season two well, maybe. I don't know. Is We're this... not at season two yet. How many episodes would be season two? I don't know. We'll get there when we get there. Okay. I'm down with it. All right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, what, do you, what do you picture when I say the Great Emu War? I think of emus in a flock. Mm-hmm. So, like, a whole whack of emus doing their weird, flack. like... Flack. Flack? Whole whack fuck? <laughs> whole, whole whack, whack fuck, fuck of, emu. of emus. So, the, yeah, they're all, like, standing on, like, this big hill overlooking a ravine and they're gonna like charge into war with whomever they're who's going into are. the ravine i don't know like you know like in those old oh films, you mean they're like, like both on e- each either side oh, yeah okay, and okay. they're like just looking at and you know, all you hear is like do 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 uh who do you think they were fighting these emus i'm assuming they're handlers interesting or a person people people I'm multiple a, i'm a people person i'm not a people person but i'm an emu emu okay that's weird but um so specifically <laughs> they were they were fighting australians and not only the australians the australian armed forces so it was a literal war this was a literal declared war so i'm gonna read you a little excerpt straight out of wikipedia a declared war so, like the government declared war on emu yeah so you ready for this what's the plural of emu before we start Emus? Is it? It is, just E-M-U-S. Okay, cool. The Emu War, also known as the Great Emu War, was a nuisance wildlife management (laughs) military operation undertaken in Australia over the later part of 1932 to address the public concern over the number of emus said to be running amok in the Campion district of Western Australia. (laughs) So so this primarily started, I gotta give you a little bit of backstory first. Mm -hmm. 1932. Love a backstory. No, you don't. Ooh, that was a good clank. Okay, so this actually takes place in, like, Western Australia, Mm -hmm. which was, if you think of, like, the bush, when when someone describes Australia, like, the outback, this is that. So this is out here, this is a bunch of soldiers coming back after World War I, ended in, uh, I almost said 1819, Mm -hmm. 1919, came back, they were promised land, like, the soldiers were promised land that they could go out, but it was this, like, shitty outback, basically. Okay. Uh, And they were told that they would be given government subsidies if they could provide large crops of wheat. Oh. Wheat. So a bunch of these... So it wasn't enough 
to like just give your life for the war. It was like, you oh, need of course to not. Also become an agricultural. Yeah, of course. Okay, cool. Yeah, so like 30s is the dirty 30s, you know, famine, pestilence, war, all, all the good stuff. The, the trifecta. The trifecta. Death is in there somewhere, I guess. Um, but so all of these, like, stop that. Um, all of these. <laughs> Ex-soldier now farmers were cultivating the land, growing their wheat for the government, basically. And so they were providing their wheat, and the subsidies never came. Oof. Uh, so in addition to this, that, that's kind of the backstory. So in addition to this, these like flocks of wild emus kept on like breaking down farmers' fences, f- flocking to the wheat and eating it. <laughs> and like for anyone listening who doesn't know what an emu is, they're like ginormous birds they're, they're like six feet tall maybe not six feet tall but they're Dude, yeah i'd say okay they're, they're six feet tall they can run i believe up to 60 kilometers an hour uh and they just have like this horrible long neck and are very aggressive they're and rude long neck. it's a horrible long neck they have talons they, have, they talons. have a little bit of feathers but their head somehow missed that memo yeah it, they look like old balding men mm-hmm. Ex- from birth they look like the old head kind of looks like a like testicle with a few little scraggly hairs on it they're a really long angry testicle oh yeah <laughs> so anyway they kept on breaking into these farmers like farms and just destroying things causing pandemonium as the thing said running amok uh so these farmers who were a bunch of ex-soldiers like got a hold of the military and the government and they were like hey do something we need assistance like you've already messed us over for like the subsidies and stuff like that so can you at least send somebody down here to protect us from these fucking emus protection this wow. was straight up military protection. So the government was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you, fam. Um, and th- there's a whole lot of conspiracy theory that they just sent this out as a way to like quell the farmers. Because the yeah. farmers were literally preparing to, like, I don't want to say stage a civil war, but they were threatening to break up and become their own Australia oh and create their own government. Because of the emus? Just because like the government hadn't provided for them and they weren't looking out for oh. them. And now there was a bunch of emus attacking them. So they were like, wow, the government hates us. So we're going to make our own. We're going to, us in the outback are just going to. Yeah. So, so naturally the government was like, okay, not good. We're sending in the military. So let me let me send let me in the troops. Sending in the boys. Sending in our rotten soldiers. <laughs> our little cheese. Um, <laughs> so it's believed that there were as many as twenty thousand emus that had all begun like migrating towards this area. Oh my god. So just a massive, massive flock that were destroying everyone's crops and mm-hmm. houses and things. Um so the war section sorry i should have opened this earlier military involvement was due to begin in october of 1932 the war was conducted under commander major gpw meredith and the seventh heavy battery of the royal australian artillery uh with meredith commanding soldiers sergeant s mcmurray and gunner j o'halloran armed with two lewis guns um for anyone who doesn't know what a lewis gun is imagine taking a big roll of like cardboard Mm -hmm. it's just a thick barrel and then taking a dinner plate and slapping that on top of the back end of this. So it was it was a pretty primitive machine gun created in the First okay. World War. So this was a trench gun. Oh. Uh, and it was just like a... So it was automatic, I oh, guess? It was automatic. Uh, very, very prone to overheating. Very prone to jamming because it was a very primitive machine gun. World War One was, prim- <laughs> <laughs> was primarily fought with rifles, bolt action, 
Yeah. Uh, very, very few carbons. Uh, but this one was an automatic weapon, and it was like the scourge of people. I don't know who Lewis is, but like... He made guns. He made guns, I guess. So this, so they got two two Lewis guns and ten thousand rounds of opu- uh, ammunition. I almost said opulition. I don't know what the opulence. Hell that is. Opulence, Work it baby. Girl. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> so before anything began, it was already a failure uh, <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> because no. of the rain. It rained, and therefore, because it was in the outback... Oh my god, I'm just looking at your plants. They're dead! Yeah. Sorry, sorry, total distraction. They they didn't get enough rain. They clearly (laughs) missed the rain. They missed the rain memo. Uh So anyway, like, the military was already at a loss before it had even begun because they could not deploy due to the rain. This is primarily because this, like, the western part of Australia is, like, very, very bumpy dry lands. So when dry lands get wet... They turned mud. mud. So huge muddy area. The troops couldn't get through the mud. Emus don't have a problem because they have giant fuck off Emus legs. Emus don't have a problem. They don't have a problem with because it. Because they're six feet tall. And literally. they don't give a damn. Uh, so apparently apparently it was stated that uh, the rainfall simply caused the emus to scatter out to a, wired, a wider area. And therefore the troops could not deploy to engage them. <laughs> That's insane. Yep. Uh, so the true first attempt, keep in mind, that was the end of October. We're now into November. Okay. Uh, f- there were just kind of a general number of men, basically. Just men <laughs> they, ambiguous. They sent out the boys, the to, boys to clear up the emus. Supposedly, there were about 50 sighted out in Campion, which is just a place. I don't know if Australia does provinces, states. I can't remember, honestly. I don't know. It's, it's, maybe it's a county. I don't know. Uh, but it get this. As, as the birds were out of range of the guns, the local settlers attempted to herd the emus <laughs> towards the guns, basically. So oh my the, God. they attempted to herd these emus into a set-up ambush with machine Stop. guns. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't and, that like a, is there a German word? that they used in the in the you're thinking blitzkrieg this yeah. is a little bit different than that blitzkrieg okay. is covering a large amount of land as fast as you possibly can oh, okay. this is just herding them into a sitting ambush basically oh my God. Uh, so it says that the the machine guns were ineffective due to range take with that what you will i'm pretty sure that it, they were just shooting and like the emus were dodging the bullets like they would. Like they would with their big some matrix legs. fucking shit exactly however supposedly uh, a second round of gunfire was able to kill a quote-unquote number, end quote, of birds. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, later the same day, a small flock was encountered, and perhaps a dozen more birds were killed. Wow. So the next significant was- event was on November 4th, where they planned another ambush near a local dam where apparently a thousand emus were headed towards. And, like, I can only imagine just, like, dust flying up behind these things running in a flock, yeah. like... I don't know. Seriously? It's a, it's a terrifying idea. Um, uh, it's like Roadrunner. Shit, I just was lost Ro- I was. What was Roadrunner? He's a Roadrunner. That's a bird. That's a bird. Roadrunner is a bird. Roadrunner is a bird. And they run? They run. Oh. <laughs> Their feet don't turn into the infinity symbol. No. But like, you know, they run. Um, huh. So this time the gunners waited until the birds were in close proximity before opening gunfire and get this. 
The gun jammed after killing only Stop. 12 birds. <laughs> and the remainder just scattered. And no more could be shot. Oh my god. Apparently no more birds were sighted that day. <laughs> Did they... I guess, like, they're... They're smart creatures, so I feel like they would just like they're kind dog. of they're kind of idiots to be entirely honest. Really, like they're not the smartest animals in the world. Well, no, but like <sighs> Luna, you aren't the smartest animal in the world. Luna took offense to that because she thinks she's an emu. Luna thinks she's a six foot tall she testicle. Oh, <laughs> well. uh, so so they in in, in the following days the. The army tried moving further south, basically, Mm -hmm. and to try and cut off more of these... Ambushes. Ambushes, basically. But it seemed that the packs of emus now had their own leaders. Stop! Corporal emu. Corporal emu was, like, ready and willing to go. So these these corporal emus (laughs) were apparently, like, considerably taller, large black ones, which is a terrifying thought, because they're already, like, six feet tall. Mm -hmm. And... The, the dominant ones. Yeah, but I, I guess that these ones would, like, sound an alarm. I don't know. Do you know what emus sound like? Do they make uh, a noise? Actually, well, if anybody out there has followed the uh, useless farm on Instagram, you follow that, Luna? Luna does follow that, apparently. She's doing an excellent job at conversation. We love you, Luna. Do we? Well, I do. All right. I do. I think I you're okay. Tell me tell me what this the useless, useless farm is. Okay, so the useless farm, there's this girl, I don't really know what her name is, if I'm honest, and she runs this farm that has a whole whack of animals, whole whack fuck of animals. Whole whack fuck of animals. And there are Karen and Stanley, who are emus, and then there's Brad, who's a really dickish chicken, who, like, screams. A dickin', if you will. A dickin', if you will. <laughs> um, and she has, like, a few alpacas that are just I adorable. feel like I've seen this on, like, Reddit or well, her, TikTok The one or that tries to kill her all the time is named Karen. <laughs> and so the emu actually, like, like hisses and grunts and groans at her. Whereas Stanley is just a literal... Stanley just does his thing. A dream to be with, apparently. Okay. He's just a really cuddly adorable emu cuddly yeah he like he like nestles his head in and everything whereas karen is like a death trap because like i'm making a face i cannot imagine an emu being cuddly however though like i feel like karen might be just misunderstood and it's just unfortunate because like i don't think that she'll ever be understood so it's like even though she's misunderstood but what noise does karen make like okay let me let me no let me get it out real quick okay I will, uh, yes, this is... Yeah, that's no problem at all. I'm definitely, definitely not That's, that's, to do that's that. the emu. That, like, do, 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 do. Oh, all right. Yeah. So okay. they fucking hiss. They just go... This is, this is just an example. Before we get copyrighted. They hiss! That's terrifying. I'll tag her in the video. So can you imagine, like, a giant six-foot dark emu just, like... Yeah. And suddenly they split. So, so, um, at one stage, Meredith even went so far as to, so, okay, so this part's kind of funny. Uh, So, in order to, like, the emus are getting smart at this point. They're, they're deploying what they literally quoted as guerrilla warfare against these soldiers. Oh my god. And I'm not, I don't mean the soldiers deployed guerrilla warfare. I mean the emus did. So, So, explain what guerrilla warfare is. Guerrilla warfare is basically, like, quick strikes and attacks from small output so so it was literally like it's jungle warfare it it started out 
picture like lines of British soldiers lining up against each other. That was warfare for a while. Right. But then the American Patriots mm-hmm. got the bright idea that like not the football team, not those guys. <laughs> those guys are garbage. Uh, so th- these guys got the bright idea to like you know, what if we ambush patrols and stuff like that? Oh, what if so we... like targeting small groups. Yeah. What if we okay. strike from the forest where they don't expect us to be? Oh. Stuff like that. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, so these emus started doing things like that and they, I don't know if they were actually attacking people or not, but they, I would imagine. they began moving in small concentrated packs that would like, I, I guess they were striking the farms and stuff. So that was their small strikes. Your eye just twitched like crazy. Though. My eye just twitched? It did. Anyway, uh, so to combat this, Meredith attached the Lewis gun onto the back of a truck so, like, mounted machine gun on the back of a truck. Oh, my God. But, get this, the emus were faster than the truck. Stop. And no, the terrain no, no. was so bumpy no. that they couldn't even maintain a single shot at the emus while on the back of this truck. So, did we learn anything from this? Like, Well, get this. Uh, Meredith's official report noted that none of his men had suffered any casualties. That's, a, that's good. <laughs> um, that's good. So... so <laughs> she... She would like to... Luna has a lot to say today. To say that they, even though they didn't have any casualties, they still lost yeah. the war. So it's estimated that maybe about 50 birds were killed during this entire escapade. Uh, some other Only 50? Ac- hang on. Some other accounts from the soldiers themselves said it was maybe 200 or 500. So Out of the like whole... like. There was like 20,000, keep in mind. Right? So um, this was a failure. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, so Bob he, here, here's a little quote from a ornithologist, bird watcher. Birdman's uh, bird Dominic Cerventi. And he said, The machine, machine gunner's dreams of point-blank fire into serried masses of emus were soon dissipated. The emu command had evidently ordered guerrilla tactics, and its unwieldy army soon split into innumerable small units that made use of the military equipment uneconomic. A crestfallen field force, therefore, withdrew from the combat area after about a month. So they literally <laughs> couldn't even fight against emus. They couldn't. They couldn't fight against the emus. Um, so, <laughs> um, after the withdrawal, Major Meredith compared the emus to Zulu warriors. Do you know what a Zulu warrior is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the the Zulus fucked with the British when the the British were like colonizing well, like, and stuff like that. That was their so. land. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So these are the emus like being badass warriors basically. Yeah. Um uh, anyway, the the full second attempt uh from the emu for the emus basically after the withdrawal of the military, the emu attacks on crops continued. No no big no big surprise there. Yep. Of course they continue. Of course, because there's a lot of them. Yeah, and now apparently they're much smarter. So farmers again asked for support, citing the hot weather and drought that brought emus invading farms by the thousands. Jesus. Um, so... Is it like the equivalent of the Maritimes with geese? Like, kind of, except that these things are six feet tall. Right. So, Terrible. Uh, so this... Uh, you know what? You know what? Here, let's, let's do a... Six-foot tall. A six-foot tall crack. This is a tall boy. I'm having, it is a tall boy. I'm having a Mike's Hard Sour Watermelon. Boisson accusé à la vodka. Okay. Uh, so, and it is sorry. quite tall. It is quite tall. Uh, so the, the, the military took to the field again in the, by, on the 13th of November, 1932, where apparently they found a degree of success within the first two days. Hmm. 
Uh, approximately 40 emus were killed, and the third day proved to be far less successful. By the second of the... Oh my god, it's I can't okay. speak today. It's fine, yeah. By it's the second... Uh, it is a Friday. By the second of December... Um, so we're almost a full month later than that. The soldiers had claimed to have killed about 100 emus per week. Oh my goodness. So they're, they're picking it up a little bit. In the end... Um, it's like a culling of emus? Yeah. So Meredith was once again recalled from the, the active field of duty from mm-hmm. this war. Uh, and he claimed that there were about 986 kills, but they fired about 9,860 rounds. Oh my gosh. So... That's that's about ten rounds per confirmed kill on an emu, which is a terrible. Ratio. It's not good, especially since they're using machine guns. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so he he further claimed that probably twenty five hundred more emus died from their wounds. So. Oh no, that's worse. <laughs> so like yeah, it's so much worse. Um, this was the whole thing was like harshly criticized and kind of became a joke around the world it was it was criticized uh in many quarters the methods proved effective and (laughs) didn't really save what happened to the wheat right so the emus were still winning uh so uh, by by 35 you're still winning all of this was done uh, the the military had to like cease all operations operations in this area the emus effectively won which led Australia to add in a bounty system. Oh my god. On the emus. So a bounty for emus. A bounty for emus. Are they so, good at like do you, like do people eat them? I have absolutely no idea. That's a very good question. That's something we should look up later and tell, but I don't know. Okay. I have to imagine they'd have a bunch of like meat. They're huge. They yeah. I actually, you know what? I did look up the thing saying that like having an emu is profitable. Not that I believe in, you know, making profit off of like animals and stuff, but I in do. this case it's kind of like if you have an emu, you can use the fur, you can use the the leather, you can use like a whole a whole whack fuck of the animal, which is good. Um, but drink for every time Tiffany says whack fuck. I think that's what drink. should be on our merch if we ever have merch. I think so. A whack fuck. A whack fuck. But realistically though, like I think a lot of people, like emu farmers, do make a lot of money off of them. Yeah, I remember. Not again that I condone that or believe in that or anything like yeah. that. It's just it seems to be a profitable a endeavor. Yeah. Um, On top where of was I? Bounty. Oh, the bounty. Yes. So the bounty actually proved to be far more successful hmm. because rather than the military with their trucks and Lewis guns and stuff, this was individual people just like you know showing up with a rifle. And they'd claim, I don't know how they claimed the trophy. I don't know if it was like a head or something like that. Oh, my heavens. But they would bring it into the government, and the government would pay them for it, to the point where it actually became international, where people started coming from abroad to for hunt. sport hunting? Yeah to, yeah, to hunt emus and be paid by the Australian government. It became harshly criticized by... <coughs> he just died. <coughs> I'm died. I'm died, Yeah. So you know it's real. It became harshly criticized by ornithologists. <laughs> Shut up. By ornithologists. Meanwhile, he was just struggling to breathe. And other people around the globe because a lot of people considered the emus to be quite rare birds. And they were like, this is going to lead to the extinction of the emu. You got to chill. Yep. Culling usually ends up that way. But yep, yep, continue. And so that's basically how it ended. They they revoked the, uh, the, the bounty system. And guess what they did to stop the emus? They built better fences. Wow. 
this whole thing could have been probably avoided. This entire thing could have been avoided mm. if they just built, you know, half decent fences. Right. And that is uh, that is the roundup for the Great Emu War. I like that. Do you? Well, I don't. <laughs> I have mixed feelings, I think. Um, it is today. It's become like, it's become a huge meme, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. in for like Australia as an international right country. Um, a lot of a lot of it is by Australians themselves. Yeah, but it's like. I've read this, like, interesting little thing at the very, very bottom here that said, In 2019, a musical adaptation of the story was workshopped in Melbourne by playwright Simeon... Ooh, this is a hard name to pronounce. Yali Legulo. And a movie retelling the story of events was written by John Cleese of Monty Python Mm -hmm. and fucking Rob Schneider. Interesting. And it's isolated. It's slated for a release in 2022. We might see that this year. Unless it's already out. Oh, sweet. If it happens, we got to watch it and we'll give everyone uh, the, the, the full deets of it. That's hilarious. But yeah, so that's that's the great emu war. Well, I love that um, for emus, all yeah. of emu kind. Yeah, they won. I mean, they're a pretty, like, hardy bird. They're a fucking hardy bird. Regardless of whether or not they're super smart or not, like, they've been yeah. around for a long fucking time. They're kind of like giant chickens, to be entirely honest. Speaking of giant chickens... Going into my topic... Hey! Is, uh, we made it, folks. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Already rue. Mine is called the chicken from hell. Oh, shit. It literally says... Okay. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of brief. It's not as long as your... As your That's all right. We... Your, I'll be, I'll be honest. Um, we... We, tr- we tried really hard for this one. We, and it's <laughs> we, not much. There's, we went we went to look up emus, and there's not a lot. There's a whole... Not a whack fuck. There's not a whack fuck. There's a lack fuck. Hey! <laughs> whack fuck and lack fuck. I like that. Tell me about this chicken from hell. So basically, you're going to hate me because it actually also came from a research paper. Um, well, at least this time you didn't print it out and highlight it all. It's because I didn't want to waste our ink. Nice. But, yeah, I could have, but I didn't want to. Anyways, um, so it's a research paper from March 2014 by Lamana A.L. At all. I'm going to punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And basically, they explain the remnants. So it's like the first, I I don't want to say the first, but it's like the the earliest, um, like, remains found from the Cretaceous period that... uh, are for like this relating wasn't that giant leg they found was it i don't think it was the leg no okay. they, they found like the whole skeleton oh pretty well okay they found well a, preserved. they found a giant leg somewhere in like a cave that was still had the skin on it from some giant like maui maui bird or something like oh that. no no it's not this one okay cool, cool, cool. but um but yeah like it, it yeah they say that that it mostly closely resembles like an emu or an ostrich or a cassowary mm. oh cassowaries are terrifying things yeah I cockles actually, on those boys i first learned about them through logan oh yeah yeah cassowaries how like you basically like we were watching oh my god also just like a brief segue <laughs> so just as, as a wreck there's a really cool prehistoric it's not prehistoric what is it what is it it's like a david attenborough um blue planet-esque type documentary series thing on apple tv and it's about dinosaurs 
Whoa! Have you ever have you seen it? I've seen so many David Attenborough dinosaur documentaries. Dinosaur back? Yes. What? The female T Rex swims across the water. It's... So you did see it? Yeah, that's what happened. Oh, it is that one. That's okay. that one. Yeah, no, I've seen that one. Okay, cool. That was just the first one that came to my mind. Oh so. no. Okay, so it's that one. But it's uh, we were watching it and there was birds or there was like bird-like dinosaurs and logan just goes like all fucking nonchalant yeah that looks like a cassowary and i was like who the fuck is this you play far cry 3 logan oh wow okay damn that's where i know the cassowary they're terrifying they've got mad spurs 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 because i got spurs that jingle jangle jingle nope i don't know what that is <clears throat> uh big Anyways. big fucking talons yes they do have those yes yeah spurs are the back ones it's oh like, like 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 a like a boot like a rooster like yeah. a boot spur. That's what a spur is. Yeah, okay. It's named after... But, like, ro- roosters and cassowaries have them on the back of their thing, and that's, like, they jump in the air and stab you with them. I feel like they'd be great at warfare. Then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cassowaries are terrifying. Continue. Sorry, I've totally no, taken us off track. It's fine. It, it's good. It's a good thing. Um, <laughs> so, basically, the, the research paper that I was looking at was describing... Um, having found like a new species and basically the earliest um remnant we'll say closest to um remnant or ancestor ancestor there we go hey we made it and it describes a 500 pound 11 i'm sorry how big 500 pound oh my god 11 foot long long bird-like dinosaur what do you mean long like like horizontally tall actually i don't know that's a good question. That's I, th- I would assume it's tall because it's more it's taller than it is wide. Okay, you continue talking. I want to look up what an emu weighs just for some reference just, here. Okay. Emu is probably weigh, I'm going to guess, around 250 pounds. No way. They've got hollow bones and stuff. It says 37 kg, which is... Uh, I don't know that. Hang on. Now we got a 2 kg. I most certainly don't know what that is. Uh, I can tell you it's not 200. So about 80 pounds. Oh, that's a stark difference than what I thought. Okay, so, so this is a large bird-like dinosaur. Huge. It's uh, named... Holy smokes. Well, it's like, it's, it's, um, genus's name is Anzu Wiley. Anzu Wiley. 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 Oh. Wiley. W-Y-L-I-E-I. Pronounce that at home, folks. It's really fun to say. Wiley. 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 It's a new taxon of large-bodied cagnathid. And a cagnathid Cagnathid? Yeah. Damn, you hit me with the big words today. I know, and you know what? I had it up here as what a cagnathid is, but... Isn't a cagnathid a, like, bipedal uh, dinosaur? It is a dinosaur. Kind of like raptors? Yeah, I think it's like that. Cagnathid. Sorry, folks. We we should have prepared a little more today, but uh, it's a fuck it. Family of bird-like manip, manip. Oh my god, Maniraptoran theropod dinosaurs from the Cretaceous of North America and Asia. Yeah, they're a member of the Oviraptor soria, which actually is what this is too. It's like that's the clade of this one. Yeah. Oh. 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 Okay. Oviraptorosauria. Yeah, so for, for those of you listening, I'm sure that you've seen a dinosaur book in your childhood. These are the ones that always have a fucking big old egg in their mouth. They've got like little bits mm. of hair and they're always stealing the egg from the nest and they look yeah. they look surprisingly devious. Yeah. 
But this is a 500-pound one? Yeah. Those ones are like... This is the second largest. So oh the largest one would be... God. I think it's like... Its species name is like Giganteroptera or some something This huge. is the second largest? Yeah. The, the largest one is, um, is like, I think, 1,500 pounds. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, she, she, she long, she thick, she big. What the fuck is that, a T-Rex? No, it's a... It's what I just said. Oviraptorensarius. <laughs> of course. Sounds like I'm Harry Potter. Oviraptoratorus. <laughs> and then you just turn into a bird. Um, okay, and but basically this one was completely, like, like the whole description was based off of three really well-preserved skeletons found in the, uh, in the North. Um, yeah, in North America. It was in South Dakota. So specimens were... Um, actually like discovered from the uppermost cretaceous that's the, the yeah. timing that they backtraced it and it's kind of funny because they found them in hell creek formation of the north and south dakota so that's hell what creek formation hell oh hell, hell creek. creek so that's why it's called kind of like it's funny it's the chicken from the hell chicken from hell yeah, does it have teeth named, it doesn't have teeth it has like it has like um like gooses. I don't want to say like yeah, yeah, kind of like that, but like ver- it's not vermilion teeth, which is, vermilion is like really, really small. But it's like, like part of the beak, sort of. Yeah, right? yeah. So the jaws of most oviraptorosaurs lack teeth. Oh and shit! And were probably Sorry. actually uh, covered by keratinous ramophoceca, which I'm assuming is just like a beak-like thing. Yeah. Right. Um, Car- like beaks are made of keratin. Yeah. And, yeah. I promise I'm not reading her page. I'm just. Yeah, you're just really good at guessing. <laughs> this is a great conversation because, like, apparently so. I guessed where you were going to go with this. I think. Nice. Um. Anyways, so with that, like, with the the lack of teeth, it's kind of difficult to see, like, to have a, I don't know, a deep dive into like what this particular dinosaur could have lived like or what yeah. it ate or what its biology or paleo it's actually a really cool word paleoecology would be paleoecology that's another fun one to say at home folks say it say it with me ready one two three paleo i'm not gonna say that with you say it with me I'm not one say that with you. two three paleoecology go, go fuck yourself no <laughs> paleoecology Yuck. no okay well i mean like See, I'd say it's like geese, where geese just kind of are vegetative creatures. <laughs> geese are constantly in a vegetative state. <laughs> no. They absolutely are not. They shit and... But this fucking thing is 500 pounds! Yeah. What does it eat? So, there's, like, other studies based off of, like, relatives within, mm-hmm. within the same clade um, that have, like, primitive teeth like structures Mm. so because this one in particular didn't really contain anything that like any hard structures that they could go off of they could only assume and obviously estimate speculate um that they did also eat similar things to what their clade would so eggs and herbivore like they're assumed herbivores as well vegetative so basically um (laughs) it's kind of cool because i looked into it a little bit and I thought, like, well, if you ate eggs, like, how do they know they've eaten eggs? And there's... Calcium. No, but, like, there's there's been specimens, not of this particular species, but of related species, that were found with eggs, like... Like, like the shells still? The shells yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah. their skeletons. And they were assumed... Um, I don't remember what study it was, but there was, a, there was a study where they found them with eggs, assumed that they were their own eggs. Mm. So they 
thought that you know it, they were like brooding behaviors, so they would actually like nest or. And, but it and turns protect. out that it could have. It was the history a, books got it right. These little bastards always have an egg in their mouth. They're stealing yeah. everyone's eggs. Proto- Except this is not a little bastard. Is, this is a huge bastard. How do you say that? Pro protoceratops. Where am I looking? Protoceratops. That's a P at the end of there. I'm sorry, my chicken. I mean, protoceratops probably. Protoceratops. So they're found with those types of eggs. Oh so yeah. So that means that they've eaten other eggs as well from yeah, different yeah. species you guys know the triceratops this is the one that doesn't have the huge horns yes protoceratops just is like the big blank head the blank head. the blank head are they you d- talking about me <laughs> yes or logan let's not be insulting to ourselves today huh only positive things from here on only out. positive things fuck well, you we can't be positive, but there's also speculation, of course, that they are herbivores. But we can be negative. No, you just ruined it. Sorry. Go again. We can't be positive, but... They can only assume. <laughs> they can't be certain, because there's so many uncertainties. Obviously, it's freaking mm. bones that they can go off of. That's it. But basically, oh, um, the whole like herbivore nature of these beasts the we'll whole call herbivore them, sitch could be possibly linked back to um a few relatives being found with gastroliths within their stomach gastroliths suggesting that they have a gastro mill and what a lot of birds have in their crop is a gastro mill which basically helps like break up vegetation because they I thought they just kind of ate rocks and that grinded some, up some in do. their stomach some veg like like the some vegetative what birds. are the really long necked dinosaurs what are they called? Bronchus? Bron- you know those, Logan? Bronchitis. The long-necked dinosaurs. Brontosaurs. Are they the brontosaurs? But they were the ones on the David Attenborough thing where they were swimming and they were eating rocks and they were like big swimming long-necked guys. They're brontosaurs. Guys. Dip, diplo? No, diplo. That's, no, no. The, the diplo is the one with the big like duck. Diplodon. Kind of thing. Long neck. Long-necked. Dinosaur. Brachiosaurus. Damn it. It's not a brachio. That's a brachio. That is a brachiosaurus. Search up underwater rock-eating dinosaur. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, it's Nessie. Underwater dinosaurs. No, ne- you gotta eat rocks. Long There's a whole neck. segment in it in the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the... Yeah! Elasmosauridae. Elasmosaurus. Plesiosaurus, yeah. Oh, it's a plesiosaur. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are Nessie. Yeah. That's Nessie. So basi- We're talking about the Loch Ness Monster, everyone. So basically, it's the same thing with some birds, too. Some vegetarian animals consume rocks in order to be able to better um, break up the cellulose within plants and plant cells so that they can extract the glucose and actually, like, get something from them. Yeah, it's because they don't got teeth. Yeah. Don't got molars. So that's the other the other thing too. Like they're like, okay, well if this doesn't have teeth, then it probably is herbivore based off of other relatives and based off of the existence of these structures that were found within these relative specimens. Did they expect it not to be an herbivore? No, but it's just like almost like when you find a new when you literally dig in the dirt and you're finding bones, you're like, Oh fuck, like what is this? Okay, fair enough. Don't Man, know what this is. Can you imagine like twenty thousand of these giant five hundred pounders coming to steal your wheat? Terrifying. Yeah, then you'd hope you had a few Lewis guns. Yeah. Well it seems like the Lewis guns might have been the problem. It's either that or human error. Oh it couldn't be human error. Oh of course not. Humans no. are perfect. We've never made a mistake. Absolutely not. Mistakes are for losers and losers lose. <laughs> well, the Australians lost. Well, Australia is a great place. I love you, Australia. 
<laughs> you could have done a little bit better on spreadable toast things, yeah. but I mean, we're not, we're not we're Vegemite. It's Marmite. Even no, we're, we're 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 done being mean. It's positive, I do like the Tim Tams. I like the Tim Tams. Tim Tams, cool. Have you ever done a Tim Tam slam? No. We're gonna have to do a Tim Tam slam. All right. We'll Tim do it. We'll, we'll do it when you go and find the Ugwug. Okay. Tim Tam slam with the Ugwug. Yeah. All right. Hell Let's yeah. do it. All right. Sounds good. Go. Cool. So that's honestly it for me, and I, that this is why I kind of was it was so well, hard because I was trying on. to find um, something that wasn't emu like. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to be emu like, but I didn't want it didn't to be want like a great an lore. emu is a large. Flightless bird. It's a large flightless bird. The most famous emu is probably named Karen. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, so what what exactly was this research paper on? Was it just that they found yeah. these skeletons? Yeah, it was okay. the description of them. And basically, like, once you find a new species or determine that it's a new species or, I guess, like, you know, discover something that's, yeah. like, novel. So, so this wasn't a research have, like, paper out to prove anything. This was just saying no, what they yeah, found. Yeah. Okay. It's, you. yeah, you have to have, like, an extensive knowledge based off of, like, what is, like, what existing, like, what is out there already and what, how is this species different? And then you have to have, like, a whole whack fuck of information. <laughs> hey, there it is. Everyone up, waterfall. Yeah. Back up your, your claims and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. So, like, along with... I don't know if they did any ge- like DNA genome sequencing or I would I don't assume even know that if they, they probably could at that point. To be like, honest, like in the bones, maybe I don't know. Do you have to have tissue to have DNA? <sighs> Good question. I'm not a scientist it's at all. It's late. I don't remember. Which will lead us into our next segment. We're not scientists. Everything that we do is for fun. Please do your research at home. Nothing on the internet is real. We don't ever speak the truth. We do speak the truth. This is a research paper, so that's do, the truth. We do speak the truth. I'm kidding. But, like, for real. The truth is that we don't know everything, and we're owning up to that, so. The truth is out there. Is that subliminal messaging? I want to believe. Uh, um, in what? X-Files. X-Files. Mulder and Scully. Um. You've never seen the show? No. Okay, to be fair, I hadn't seen it until, like, last week, so. X-Files? X-Files! Is it fiction? Yeah, it's fiction. Haven't seen that. You'd like it. Why? Because Mulder is just like a badass woman. Is that woman. his last name? Her she, last name. She. She's a badass, like, pantsuit wearing woman, always carrying a gun, and she don't need no man. I like her already. Yeah. And she's a scientist. Damn. All right. All right. Check, you're going to you're gonna watch it. Uh, but for real, everyone, do your research. Uh, we do this as comedy and don't yeah, do, is, we don't do deep research. We so. don't do deep research unless it's, of course, something that I'm getting paid at. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, uh, with that, we are going to sign off. Happy uh, Monday. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend and I remember to have a good week. <laughs> get by the day. Goodbye. Bye.